Hello! Ahoy! Welcome to episode 16 of season 2 of Bottom of the Stream. Welcome, welcome. Welcome aboard. How are you today? I am good. Nick. Very good, Adam. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> good. Always, always a pleasure to be in your company. And you. Same feeling is mutual. What have you been up to? I, I just, I've just been uh, playing football. Just been playing football? That's yeah. a bit active. Yeah, I know. So I'm in shorts, but not the They're shorts. not the regular podcast <laughs> no. shorts, but they are still podcast shorts. So I'm going to let you off this week. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> No, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm very good. Good. How about you? It. Yeah, not bad. Hurt what my foot. Oh, no. I don't know how. It just hurts. That's what happens when you get older. I know, yeah. It's just, just aged, aged aging no, bodies no just falling reason. apart on me. Yeah. New decade, old foot. Yeah. That's Maybe what they say. Chopped off and not have a foot. You could get a peg leg. Oh, like a pirate? Yeah, exactly. You'd be well <laughs> suited for the boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. I might do that. Yeah, look into it. Uh, what should I do first? Should I run through the socials? Yeah. Socials. Um, Twitter. Follow us on Twitter, please. At BOTS underscore podcast. We've just gone over a thousand followers. So uh, come along and join us in there. Uh, Instagram. It's the same. At BOTS underscore podcast. Facebook.com slash bottom of the stream. The website is www.bottomofthestream.com where you'll find every episode we've ever recorded. And both season stream tables. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Yeah. It fell out my mouth wrong. <laughs> um, also join us on Patreon. Uh, which is at www.patreon.com slash bottom of the stream, uh, where you'll find loads of little cool benefits to coming aboard the stream boat with us. Yeah, there's three tiers to choose from. All the details are on there. So yeah, go, go and check and it out, please. That'd be really cool. If anything tickles your fancy, then uh, feel free to uh, sign up. We've had two new Patreons this week. Yay! Yay! Welcome aboard, Ross and Jordan. And they joined the $10, $10 tier. So they both get dollar, a wild dollar. card. Oh, so, interesting. Uh, at some point, they're going to interrupt us and make us play a wildcard film so that could be fun to look forward to I do, I do wonder what we've got ourselves into here. <laughs> I know yeah it's quite worrying isn't it uh, that's it for the socials I think yeah I think so yeah just go and check us out on patreon.com please very professional as always thank you I'm getting better at it there's like nearly 50 episodes in now I, I know how's that happened I know it's crazy isn't it? mental uh, been watching anything good at the top of the stream this week um what have we watched? We have watched some things, and now we'll just have to take a second to remember <laughs> what the hell they were. Can't um, that good then. No, I don't think they were that. I tell you what, we have watched, but not on Netflix. Oh no, it was a bit on Netflix actually, because it's all over the place. Okay. Is so I had never seen Gavin and Stacey. Oh right, never at all. No. Wow. I, I might have seen like the odd minute, yeah, or two here and there, yeah. like famous clips and stuff. So for anyone outside the UK, this is James Corden's sitcom. Yes. That hasn't. Had a new episode for 10 years. 10 years, And yeah. then they did a, Christmas, a special on Christmas Day. They did. Which apparently a quarter of the population of the UK watched. Yeah, apparently so. So most watched non-scripted, uh, most watched scripted TV episode of this decade. That's, that and blows my mind. And the most watched comedy for 17 years. That's crazy. That's crazy, isn't it? Uh, considering I really don't like James Corden, <laughs> I quite enjoyed watching it. Because there's, there's only, really it's not many episodes. No, there's they, like... They only did a couple of series, yeah. didn't they? Three so, series. Yeah. Eight episodes in each, something like that. Yeah, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. So more more than I thought I would, actually. You're right, some of it is on Netflix, but yeah. not all of it. No. I've watched it all recently as well. I watched it from, rewatched it all over Christmas. Had you seen it before? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I used to love it. Yeah. Yeah, the Christmas special was really good. Yeah, it was. But that's not on Netflix yet, but I'm sure it'll get there at some point. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, that, so went through that, that was good. Something else that was not originally on Netflix, but is now on Netflix, was Dracula. Did you watch that? No, I've got it. I've got it to watch. It's absolutely incredible i know i've heard it's great 
It's really, really it's about, great. It's the same team who did the Sherlock. Yes. Uh, so the Benedict Cumberbatch, Martin Freeman, Sherlock yeah. series. So yeah. I'm very excited to watch it. So it aired over three nights on the BBC and then on the fourth day joined Netflix yeah. straight away. So yeah, it's really good. The second episode is one of the best bits of writing I've seen in years. Excellent. Yeah, really good. Really well worth watching. Um, yeah, I am. I'm. Have you watched all three? I watched all three. Yeah. As they were being broadcast, I never watched broadcast TV. Wow. And I watched them as they were being broadcast. But yeah. A rarity on your nice new television. On my nice new TV. Yeah. I've also watched most of the second season of Lost in Space. Okay, yeah. Which has been really good. Well worth waiting for. It was a long time between those two seasons. Yeah. The kids like doubled in age. <laughs> <laughs> has time passed in the show or did no. it like go straight on from <laughs> no it's literally carried on okay exactly but he's like like three foot taller now than he was in the first season it happens it does kids grow up look it happened in lost and look, yeah. look how they dealt with it but yeah that's really good have you ever watched lost in space no you should do yeah good you'll enjoy it's it just cost so i know much. there's so much good tv about just i don't i've done watching find, the movies for this is know, obviously the priority time to watch these movies. And, then, and then everything else is just yeah i've got a very long list i know what you mean i have as <laughs> well and and a life as well <laughs> as you have. Oh, I haven't got one of those. No, <laughs> I don't have one of those. Have we got any Netflix news for me? I've uh, got a little bit. Yeah, I've got I've got a little bit. So so we're we're coming up to award season. We are indeed. So it was the Golden Globes. Yeah. Did you see Gervais? Yeah. Oh, it was brilliant. Yeah. Tim Cook looked like he wanted to murder him. <laughs> that was really funny. If you've not seen Gervais's opening monologue at the Golden Globes, check it out. This just tells the truth. Yeah. And it's really funny. I don't even really like Ricky Gervais, but I did, did enjoy that. Sure, we, did you? Were you with us when we went to see him live? Yeah, and, and he did, did about it, an hour. He did, if that, I yeah. think he did forty-five minutes. Yeah, it was, that's it why was, I don't like him. I've don't, oh, never liked him ever since. It was so expensive. Absolutely wasted money. Travelled all the way to Birmingham to watch him, and his support act did almost as long as he did. Yeah, absolutely shocking. Yeah, it was. I've never really. Liked I do him like since. a lot of his stuff. That he's in. Like, we Afterlife's talk, really. Yeah, good. we mentioned that the other week. That's yeah, really that good. is really good. What I really liked Derek. I couldn't get into Derek. I struggled with Derek. I liked extras. Yeah. I wasn't... The Office is fine. The Office is the way it is, isn't it? I prefer the American Office. I've never watched that. I've I watched a, f- oh, I watched a few of them. Oh, the night. <laughs> they were just on. Are they on Netflix? So, no, I don't... Well, they, Are they on Amazon? I don't think they're, they're on, on Netflix in the UK. They may be in the US. I think they're on Amazon. They're, they're on somewhere. It all gets very complicated. It does, doesn't it? There's too many streaming services. We're going to get Disney in March. I know. I Actually, and that, <laughs> that does link to a little bit of... Well, it's not really news, but something I had noticed... The other day, and I think it popped up on my Instagram or my Twitter, but there is now a streaming service for almost everything. Yeah. So I, an advert popped up for a, um, it's Dan Snow, the you know the historian does all these documentaries, yeah. and he was advertising a a documentary streaming service. <laughs> my good. So all all it is is historical documentaries. Really? Yeah. That's and cool. there was another one which was just stand ups. Oh. So just stand up shows, stand up comedy shows. It's mad in it. You could literally spend a fortune on all this TV. I know crazy yeah so every, everyone everyone's getting in on the streaming game yeah and that would be really interesting just to go serious for a minute <laughs> to see how netflix does in 2020 yeah because it's never gonna have had so much competition no definitely not it'll be interesting to see you know what drops off what stays mm. on and apparently they didn't see a notable noticeable drop when disney plus launched okay which everyone is expecting them to and they released a statement saying they'd not noticed a noticeable drop yeah i we mean don't know how true these statements are but no because Netflix, I was reading something else saying Netflix counts a watch as two minutes yeah, of a is. thing, yeah. however long the thing is. So two minutes of The Irishman <laughs> counts as you've watched it. Yeah. It's three and a half hours long. Yeah, I've still not watched it. No, me neither. 
It's going to become one of those things, isn't it? They're just never going to watch it. Right, what have we got? Do you want to do yours first or shall I do mine first? Uh, I'll do mine. I could have done a more seamless link because part of mine is to do with the Irishman. So the BAFTA okay. nominations came out today. Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, and Netflix productions have had 23 nominations. That's over bad. Over the various whole, over categories. Ten for the Irishman. Ten? Yeah. Wow. So could I just I'll just pull a couple out? So yeah, best best picture, Irishman's been nominated. The Two Popes has been nominated. I've for not seen that yet. It's Anthony Hopkins. Isn't outstanding it? British film. Yeah. Um, best director for the Irishman. The Great Hack, best documentary nomination. I've seen that. That's all right. Klaus, best am- animated film. Never did watch that. We we it's been watched a few times in my house. It's pretty. It's, it's good. It's good. To, um, it's got a really nice style, style. to it. I saw I saw the trailer. I think. Um, Marriage Stories had quite a few. Nominations. I haven't seen that. So that's Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver. Oh yeah, both been nominated. Um, and yeah, some uh, Laura Dern for the same film. Jonathan Price for the Two Popes. It's done um, pretty well for Netflix then. Yeah, Pacino, Pesci. Yeah, Pesci's been nominated. All nominated. That's important actor. And then a whole slew of effects, yeah. costume, all that sort of stuff. So, Excellent. Yeah. That kind of seemingly seamlessly segues into my little bit of Netflix. Amazing. <laughs> so. Netflix did a Twitter, you know, you can do like Twitter follow on tweets where you can do like one of 20 tweets. Yes. Well, they did one of those uh, on the 3rd of January this year, a couple of days ago, a few days ago, where they announced quite a lot of their original content that's coming in 2020. Okay. Films, not anything else. Yeah. So I've picked out a few highlights. I just want to run a couple of these past you. Have you, have you gone top? Is this, is this sort of stuff that they're Possibly getting behind? Some or? of them definitely will be. But then some of them we might we might come across them okay. towards the end of the year. You never know. So the first one that struck I think they did like there's like thirty films announced on this list. Now the first one that that struck me was a film called Mank. Right. Have you heard about Mank? M A N K. I think I have, but you're gonna have to jot my memory. The story centres around the writing of Citizen Kane. I have and it. Yep. Stars Gary Oldman, Amanda Seyfried, Charles Dance, and Lily Collins. Directed by David Fincher. I have heard of it. Yeah. So I think that's going to be quite a big thing for for Netflix to get Fincher involved. It's quite exciting. Yeah, and but I think, you know, certainly if it's the same sort of tactics they've used to get a Scorsese, which was... Yeah, just give him whatever he full wants. Full control, yeah. If you want to make it three and a half hours long, you do it. Yeah, especially if it's about the writing of Citizen Kane. So. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. And the next one that came up on the list that I found quite interesting was that they're remaking Rebecca, which was a Hitchcock film from the 40s. Yeah. Uh, ben Wheatley's remaking that, uh, starring Lily James and Arnie Hammer. Okay. So that's going to be an interesting one. Uh, then there's a film called Da Five Bloods, DA Five Bloods, which is going to be directed by Spike Lee. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Right. And that follows four African American vets who return to Vietnam searching for the remains of their fallen squad leader. Oh, that sounds interesting. Starring Chadwick Boseman. Oh, is, is he the Black Panther? Yes, I hope. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, Eurovision. Is it Will Ferrell? Yeah, it's Will Ferrell. I've heard of that one, yeah. I That's didn't realise that was Netflix. Yeah, Rachel McAdams and Will Ferrell going to be in that. You're definitely going to be watching that. No. <laughs> um, then there's a film called I'm Thinking of Ending Things, right. which is written by Charlie Kaufman. Okay. He hasn't written anything for a while, I don't think. His name doesn't come up as much as it used to. No. Kind of late 90s, early 2000s. But then the one that really, when I read it, I had to read it a couple of times to see if I was reading it right. Uh, this is a film called Crip Camp. Crip Camp. Crip Camp. Sounds problematic. Could be problematic. <laughs> you would think so, because it is down the road from Woodstock in the 70s. Yeah. A revolution blossomed at a ramshackle summer camp for teens with disabilities. Right. Transforming their lives and igniting a movement. Directed by Nicole Newman and Jim Lebrecht, but executive produced. Now, this is what struck, this is what caught my eye. Executive produced by Barack and Michelle Obama. Really? <laughs> wow. So, and it's called Crip Camp. <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah. So, so that's going to be an interesting. I'm sure that'll make a few uh, a few headlines later in yeah, the year. That's when I read that, I was like, I'm not sure I'm reading this right. That seems a bit weird. But uh, also, Ryan Murphy's got one coming out, which right everybody loves Ryan Murphy, don't? Yeah. He's got a film called The Prom, starring Meryl Streep, James Corden, and Nicole Kidman. Okay. And that's my. There's loads on this list. Excellent. If you go to Netflix UK's like ne- no, it's Netflix Film at Netflix Film. They did that tweet feed on the third so Brilliant. there's loads on there but they were just the highlights yeah obama's getting into movie production well why not <laughs> do pretty much anything you want after you've done that job i suppose yeah. so anything else i think that pretty much covers us so should we talk about this week's film let's do it <laughs> let's do it <laughs> Okay, this week we talked about a film called... We talked about... No, let's start that again. This week we watched a film called Small Crimes. Did we not? We did. Which is a... I instantly got small soldiers stuck <laughs> in my head. And that's just the way it my definitely brain wasn't works. that. No, it certainly wasn't. No, Small Crimes is from 2017. It is a 15. It is an hour and 35 minutes long. Currently rated at 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb. And is a Netflix original. Yeah, we haven't done many Netflix originals this season. Uh, not so many, I don't. Think. Not as many no. as we did in the first season, I don't think. So yeah, um, stars Nikolai Kostovaldu or Waldu as Joe, who you will NCW. That's what I like to call him. <laughs> that's an easier way of yep. saying his name. <laughs> I didn't realise that English isn't his first language. Well, I've, no, I think I knew that. I didn't. I don't think I knew that. He's yeah. Danish, yeah. and English and German are his other languages. Um, you will obviously know him from Game of Thrones. That's probably the thing he's most famous for. Played Jaime Lannister. Yep. The incestuous Kingslayer. Um, also stars Robert Forster, who plays Joe Senior, as Joe's dad, who well, you will know from Jackie Brown, which he got an Oscar nomination for, uh, Olympus Has Fallen, Mulholland Drive, uh, The Fire Finale of Breaking Bad, and obviously El Camino, a yep. Breaking Bad movie, which he unfortunately passed away on the day that that was released. He did, yeah. Of brain cancer. Recently. And also stars Jackie Weaver as Irma, who is Joe's mum, who you will know from The Silver Linings Playbook, and Bird Box, if you've watched Bird Box. Yeah, so a pretty good cast. Yeah, decent cast. Not bad. Now, I have to point something else out as well. Go for it. This was written yes. by probably a... If we were to have a bottom of the stream Hall of Fame... Yep, I which think, we will one day, I would imagine. I, I think this guy would probably be in it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so Mason Blair? Yes. And um, where, where have we come across him before? Mason, Bear, Mason Blair wrote <laughs> Murder Party. Yep. And starred in Murder Party. He did. And also, did he write or direct Hold the Dark? He wrote... Hold the Dark. And also starred in that. Yeah. Well, um, we had no... He, no, he, he cameoed, he cameoed that, in that. Say. Like he cameos in this. And he writes this. He does. He's written this as well. And I think, certainly, uh, not Murder Party, which, again, we mentioned last week, but yeah. certainly Hold the Dark was a Netflix original. It was, yeah. Uh, and so was this. So he's obviously got some sort of deal. He's a bit of a Netflix boy. With them. But, uh, so I was I did a bit of reading. So he his next project, though, is away from Netflix. So he right. is... Writing and directing the reboot of The Toxic Avenger. Oh, right. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> TV could... Well, it was a, t- it was a cartoon. Yeah. It was, like, it was like a crappy movie in the 80s. Yeah, 80s. very vaguely remember it. And it was a kids' TV show as well. Oh, so right. they're rebooting that, and that's his next project. But here he is again. So, this is the third time he's popped up on our show. Yeah. he's He dwells at the bottom of the stream alongside us. Yeah, he sure does. Yeah, interesting. So let's see if... Wait, so far, he's, he's one and one so far, isn't he? He's one successful film. Hold the Dark came quite high up in the stream table at the end of last season. Yeah. And Murder Party did not. 
Yeah. So he's one and one. One success, one failure. So see how we go. See how we go with this one. So we will start talking about small crime. So where does it start? So we start with uh, Nicolaj Costa-Valder's character. <laughs> yeah. Nicolaj. It reminds me of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> My son, Nicolaj. Nicolaj. And he's on his last day or the last minutes, in fact, yeah. of uh, his time in prison. Yeah, he's in a prison cell. Well, he's in a, he's talking to a priest, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. And... He has a bit of a chat with the priest. Yeah. And um, then he's being processed and released. Yeah, he's basically been in there for six years. And he's saying he just wants... The studio boat is falling apart. I just dropped something. Apologies. I don't even know what it was. Um, it's your foot. It's fallen off. Oh, no. Yeah, so he's been in prison for six years. This is his final moment. So he's just talking to the priest before he leaves. Then he gets kind of processed through and just chucked out the door. Straight into a taxi, where we see him travelling kind of back in his taxi and takes him back to his mum and dad's house. So, and this is the first time, you, and this is a recurring theme throughout this film, you see the taxi driver look, glance yeah, back at him. And look. so everyone in this smallish town, yeah. I think, yeah. um, knows who this guy is and what he's done. Yes. Uh, that's certainly well, although what they're trying point, to get across. We don't. No, no, we don't. <laughs> we have no idea. And yeah, so he goes back to his mum and dad's house. Um, his mum's not in. Nobody's. They're not expecting him. I, don't, I presume he's not told them he's coming. I think. I think that's yeah. Um, that's but his correct. dad. His dad is there. So and he kind of. They kind of have a bit of a chat. His dad obviously is played by Robert Forster. He basically tells him, look, all your stuff from your apartment was repossessed or whatever, and all your stuff's now downstairs. Yeah, we, in the we basement. saved some of the stuff. Yeah, some of your stuff's downstairs. So you've got this like they've set up a room for him in the basement where. He, so he goes down and has a look through his bits and bobs, his possessions. Yep. And finds some pictures of his kids. He's got two girls. Two girls and a a wife. A wife. Yeah. And he kind of. He goes back up and talks to his dad about them, doesn't he? And he's, his dad says he hasn't seen them. They kind of lost contact while he's been in prison. Uh, yeah. Intentionally. It, yeah. So they the basically broke off contact with him. Yeah. And his, and his dad says, well, we, you know, that was the same for us. We, we have had nothing we haven't to do with them, to them either. We haven't seen your family for six years. And that was their decision. Yeah. And we can't blame them, to be honest. It's <laughs> yeah. basically uh, the message that comes across. And obviously Joe's not happy. No, he doesn't accept that. Because this obviously the only thing that's got him through is six years in prison is getting back to his family and yeah. what have you. So he, he heads off to the local library. Yeah, he, t- he takes his dad's truck and he's uh, off to the library. Yeah. Now, before we go on, yeah. is there any indication of when this film's set? No, not particularly. Because? But I don't think it's current. I don't. Not looking at the state of the computers in that library. No. <laughs> they were like CRT monitors and... Unless it's a really badly funded library. And in the, the motels later on. Yeah. But motels can be shitty. Yeah. But Nobody's got mobile phones. No. And for me, we'll come. We'll, no, I can say this now; it doesn't spoil anything. Okay. But when he's in the motel later on, yeah, and there's an advert playing while he's just sitting waiting, yeah, it's for a car or something, yeah, and it's the cheesiest jingle, and that felt really dated as well. So, are we saying late nineties, early two thousand? Yeah, I think it's, I think it might be eighties. Really? Oh, it's no, never the specified. He searches the internet. Mm, yeah, true. So it's got to be late, mid to late nineties. Maybe mid to late nineties then. But yeah, that stylistic choice was was definitely there. Yeah, this it's is not, not. It's, it's not, not set now. No, it's definitely not set now. But it's not important to the yeah. to the storyline. No. But it just when he went in the library, I was like, oh, so we're not set now, but we've not had any indication of when we are set. Yeah. Because he goes to search on the internet to try and find his kids. Yes. And he manages to search a few things up, and he finds a telephone number, and he goes to a phone box. So he definitely nobody has a mobile phone in this film. No, they don't. Right. So he goes to a phone box, and he dials the number, and his daughter his daughter picks up, and he has a bit of a chat with her. Yeah, she's like, "My dad." What? Yeah, it's obviously, it's, the kids are not very old. 
and that she doesn't really know what the hell he's talking about. And then his ex-wife gets on the phone and basically cuts him off. Yeah. Says no. The li- just as he leaves the library, the librarian gives him the same look yeah. as the taxi driver did as well. Yeah, and his wife says, "Don't call her again." Yeah, I don't want anything to do with you. We've got an ag- ag- uh, agree. Wait, well, she says agreement, but what she means like court. Yeah. Agree, as in custody. Custody. Kind of, yeah. yeah. And she says, "I'm pressing charges if you call again." Yeah. So obviously, this doesn't go down very well with him we should point out as well that he's been sober for the whole time that he was in prison correct because he was a uh, alcoholic yeah he's got a to- he's got this token that he carries around with him hasn't he which yeah. is, i presume it's like a six-year token i don't know yeah it's however, just, long however long sober five years six years six years sober yeah but after this phone call from his wife he heads to the local bar he does he walks it's, it's powered on a bit thick to be honest he, yeah. he walks past it and then it goes back to back it, to it. Yeah. and then he's sitting at the bar he, he Am I going to drink this shot? Am I not? And you know he's going it. to. It's, yeah. it's, it's never going to not do it. And he's kind of sitting there. He's, he's just got a shot of vodka or some sort of clear liquid. And this is where our friend Mason Blair shows up. Yep. Who plays a character called Scotty Coldwell. And he buys him a drink. He says, uh, I think they were, it was more, Joe was more of a friend of his brother's. Who was his, so. His brother's best friend. No, he was, well, yes, maybe. His, so Scotty was Joe's brother's. He was, oh, let no. me let me say that again. <laughs> Scotty was Joe's partner's brother. Okay, so yeah, that makes sense. So in the police force, yeah, Joe's Joe's partner, who is now deceased, yeah. which we are told, uh, Scotty was his brother. And so he says, "Look, I'll do anything for you. Any you need anything from me, you just come and tell me." Yeah, you know, because I know you looks after Joe. Uh, he looks after Billy. I think Billy, I think he was called. Sorry, I'm getting there's the a Bill and wrong. a Phil in this, and yeah. it's quite confusing because they're both like side characters. Yeah. <laughs> The one thing that I really picked up about this film is that the way it explains things is terrible. There's no... The explanation of what's gone on... I had to put subtitles on at one point. Really? To clar- I'll, t- I'll tell you when we get to that Okay. Bit, just to clarify what was going on. I'll get to the end. I'll get I'll get to my point in the end, but it's really difficult to, car- to keep track of what's going on. Because they're talking about a lot of people who you never see. Yeah. And you like... like a lot of, of events Billy. that you'd never see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's difficult because there's that... We talked a lot and we've moaned a lot about when films that we've seen just dump a load of exposition on you yeah. and spell it out. This is like the other end of it. There's a fine line between... The it's fine that line kind of, of... It's a bit of that like mumble core. There isn't any <laughs> exposition in this yeah. film. There isn't anything. No explanation of what's gone on. So you've got, you've got to have your wits about you a bit watching this. Yeah, definitely. Um, just to... Yeah, it's, it's was, one you've got to concentrate on. I was watching on. it, concentrating on it, making notes on it, and I still couldn't quite <laughs> grasp what was going on. So you do, you really need to... Use your brain. And then just after Scotty Coldwell leaves, this lady comes up to him. Yep. And she's kind of flirting hard. She's all over him. She's rubbing his arms. And he's, and not, he's not interested. He's not really. interested in the slightest. But he kind of gets swept up in it a little bit. And they leave together. Yeah. Well, he's given her a lift home. Yeah. Well, he, well, she, I think her they leave expectations first and then, are different. Yeah. yeah. She, she asks him for a lift home. And then they kind of pull over in the middle of nowhere. And she just whacks her face into the dashboard. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> I was probably... Yeah. Just... Yeah, one of the best bits in this film. Yeah, because it just came out of nowhere. She was talking fine yeah. and naturally. Throws her own head against the dashboard. And then she just Busts her nose whams up. her own face into the dashboard out of nowhere. And I was like, what the fuck's going on here? What has she done that for? And just as she does that, two blokes come along. Blokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so British. <laughs> uh, two two gentlemen come along and grab him out of the car and start beating him up. Yeah. So it's an ambush. Yeah, it's been ambushed. Essentially. Yeah. Except he kind of he kind of wins. I think so, and I quite like that as well. So, because the glass has been smashed, you never see outside the driver's the, window. Yeah, you see the fight from inside the van. Um, we're looking out. Yeah, we're looking out through this smashed window, so everything is 
hazy and, and you can hear what's going on yeah but you never see it and then and there's blood sort of fraying up the window yeah and then uh, his face kind of appears back at the window yeah. afterwards so essentially yeah i think joe won this fight yes i think he did but then it cuts straight to uh, he's in the police station he's back in the slammer back in the slammer already we were like 20 minutes in and he's been so he thinks he's been arrested and this guy the policeman comes in called he's called dan Pleasant. Dan Pleasant. Lieutenant Pleasant. And this is my first big gripe with this film. Go on. So, uh, Lieutenant Pleasant is played by Gary Cole. Yeah. And he... Another big star. He is absolutely criminally underused in this movie. <laughs> Completely. He's, he is tremendous it, in the, the most movie, things he's in. The whole film changes every time he comes on the screen. Yeah. It, like, lights up. Because he, he just... He waltzes in for a couple of minutes. Yeah. Drops a load of F-bombs. Drops some bombshells. And yeah. It's just he's a force of nature in this. Yeah, and he is. He's in three scenes. I think it's because he's so much better than everybody else who's in it, and his character is definitely the best character in it. Yeah, but he's in like three or four scenes, like you say, and it, it kind of comes a bit later on with the taser. It just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, he just comes in and just acts everyone else off it. Off yeah, the completely, screen. completely. In like three little I, scenes, I wanted him in with this far more. Yeah, I agree. So he kind of they're kind of in the room on their own at the start, and he's kind of berating him. He's Tells him not to use his name. Yeah, he's like, you're a disgrace you're to the force. Can't believe you're cop, back in it. Yeah. We've mentioned that he's an ex-cop. Yeah, yeah, so Joe's an ex-cop. Yeah. Well, we kind of did because he's, he's of, of his partner. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's 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 an ex-cop. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, and obviously he's and now obviously the current his cops colleagues. Obviously the current cops are not impressed with him. Or ex-colleagues. But we don't know why. <laughs> At this point, we're not explained why the cops don't like the ex-cop who's been in prison. Yeah, so they basically have a bit of a set two verbal set the only clue you've had so far and i I do apologize for jumping around a bit here yeah is that when um when he was in the library as he was walking out the camera sort of went past the newspaper yeah and one of one of the headlines on there not this not the main headline one of the smaller headlines is slash cop out yeah as in out of jail and um yeah yeah so at this point we don't know and then a lawyer comes in i think he's he's the district attorney yeah he's the da yeah and this is a guy called phil yep didn't catch his surname and he basically joe obviously thinks he's been arrested for this and he basically explains that he hasn't been arrested and asks him if he'd like to press charges against the guys that ambushed him yeah so did you pick up why something to do with the girl wasn't it the, so the, girl, the girl was his daughter the girl was the, girl was the da's daughter, DA's daughter. Correct. that's very confusing <laughs> that's and i'll go through this again another gripe I had with this film yeah a lot of this is very convenient yeah and convenient. i know it's a small town yeah but a lot of this is far too convenient yeah for my liking to be honest and a lot of the things that happen later on as well yeah yeah. but uh so yeah just to summarize so the da uh, is the father of the 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 girl who set up this ambush yeah and he says to joe look they've copped to it basically but they set you up do you want to pass charges against them yeah and he says no he doesn't and so he just they let him go yeah it's the end of it is it worth mentioning so the da who's phil coakley yeah his appearance at this stage yeah mention it he it's heavily scarred. He is, yes. That's all over his face. Nice, polite way of putting it. <laughs> Almost like he's been slashed. Yeah. <laughs> repeatedly. In the very next scene, he's sitting in some bleachers in a school playing field kind of area. Yeah. Yeah, they're outside a playing field, and baseball field or whatever. This cop comes up to him again. Yeah, pleasant. So Gary Cole's... Gary Cole's character. character. And he's not as abusive anymore as he was. But I think that's because he needs... He's obviously got a job for it. He's a dirty cop. He is the dirtiest of he's dirty cops. He's the dirtiest cops. of dirty cops. And he gives him a package. So he has obviously worked with Joe in the past. Yeah. Because Joe is also a completely dirty cop. Or he was before he went to prison. Yeah, yeah. 
And he does. He gives him a brown envelope. Brown envelope. And he tells him that there's a guy called Manny. Yeah. Who this is the first time we've ever heard of this guy as well. Yeah. Um, he's got butt cancer. Yeah. <laughs> and as he's dying. <laughs> I forgot about <laughs> that's, that's what he calls I it. I know he does. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what that is. Colon cancer, maybe? Butt cancer. Um, but because he's dying, this guy is starting to find religion a little bit and he's basically a mob boss i think he's yeah and uh yeah you think he is you're not told this no no <laughs> but and yeah he's dying and he's found god and he's starting to talk so all the all the dirty cops are worried that they're all gonna get shot yeah, because he kind of the runs, he kind of runs the dirty cops yeah but the, uh, the this mob boss manny is, is gonna basically uh, shop, them all. shop them to the da who is phil yeah. Who so Phil's met. trying to make Manny talk, and Manny's going to talk because he's dying. So Gar- uh, Gary, Gary, <laughs> Gary Cole, Dan says to Joe, "You need to take Manny out. Yeah, you've got to be the one to do it." He basically says, "I'm owed a favour by a guy who works with custody. Yeah, and I can cut you a deal. Yeah, so you can see I your can kids, get your kids back. Yeah, if you kill Manny. Yeah. So then we kind of cut to the next morning, don't we? And yeah. He's hidden that big bag of money in his drawer in his house. Yeah. In his like basement dressing, basement bedroom. And we meet his mum for the first time. Yeah. Who's a little pocket rocket. <laughs> she sure is. But, um, she does not give a shit. And she wants to know what he's going to do for work. What 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 is the future hold for Joe? Because, and he says, look, I've only been out for a day. And she's like, yeah, but you went out for, you've been out for a day. You didn't come back till dawn on the first day you've come out. We're not getting back into what we had before. So you've got to sort your shit out. Basically, I, what she says to him. I wanted more of her. Yeah, I agree. This. Uh, again, another another gripe I had with this is that I didn't like. I don't want to be spoon fed, and I've, I, we've said that several times in previous episodes. But there was not enough character building of. I've got that written down at the end between the parents and him. It, yeah. We just we were left to fill in so, so much, many. and it was just all we got was literally a caricature of her being angry at him because he'd done yeah. what he'd done. He'd gone to prison. He's let. He's lost his family. Yeah. And because there was some, there's some decent acting in this. Yeah. And I think there was a lot more scenery these people could have chewed. Agreed. And I don't think they had the opportunity. Agreed. You basically got an in, insolent child, that an angry mother, and a daddy just wants everybody to be happy. Yeah. And that's kind of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it doesn't go anywhere from that. Um, but there is quite a nice bit here. They're both sitting at the kitchen table, and she, they're having a massive row about how he's what he's going to do with his life. Yeah. And he says to a lot, have you seen this? And it's the sober chip that he's got. And she says, I'm not going to be impressed by something when you can't even drink in jail anyway. Yeah. She's like, like, that doesn't impress me. She is starting at a complete, she's giving him nothing. Nothing. So there's no like, not congratulations, but uh, what am I trying to say? There's no like, oh, you're out. Well done. You've survived prison. It's like, you are starting from nothing here, pal. Yeah. So you've, you've got to you've prove got to yourself to out. Yeah, exactly. I'm not impressed by this t- token that you've got yeah. because you couldn't have had a drink anyway. And but we, we've added that on. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's all in our heads. Yeah. Yeah. That A lot of that is the subtext and it wasn't... I wanted more of that. This yeah. was a quick film. This was hour and 35 minutes. Yeah. And I think it's one of the rare occasions where I could have... It Another would, 15 minutes on this film would have been proved. It, it benefits from more explanation and maybe even a couple of flashback scenes. And just a, a bit more just, of the character something, stuff. Just let me know what he did. Because <laughs> this whole thing with Billy Coldwell is really never explained. Oh, with his partner, yeah. yeah. yeah we'll, right. I mean, we'll get there at the end. Yeah. But anyway, after after that scene with his mum and his dad, he, his mum and his dad? His <laughs> mum and his dad. He goes to visit Phil, who's the DA. Yeah. And 
Phil's having none of it as well. He's like, no, nah, I'm not interested because he's trying to explain himself again. Yeah. And basically, Phil pulls a gun on him. Yeah. He's like, no, get the fuck off my Stay property. Away from us. Yeah. Get out of here. He's like, you've got, I think he said you've got a hundred yard exclusion zone around my yeah. house. You're not allowed anywhere near it. Because you slashed me up. <laughs> yeah, possibly, we think. Um, so he goes to see Manny. Yeah, mob boss. Mob boss Manny, who's basically an old man in a bed. He's on palliative care, basically, isn't he? Yeah, end of life care. End of life care. He's, he's hooked up to loads of machines. He's got nothing about him. And they have a bit of a chat, a bit of a reminisce, a bit of a talk about the old times. Well, Joe asks him directly, were you involved in the death yeah. of Billy, my partner? Yeah. And and uh, Manny denies it. Completely. Um, And he tries, eventually Joe tries to smother him with a pillow. Yeah. And he's basically forcing this pillow down. But the whole time he's doing it, the, the camera's focused on the door. Yeah. And you can hear somebody come in. And he, he basically doesn't have enough time. He no, to, he... he he gets yeah. caught out. He gets caught by the end of life. Well, he doesn't nurse. get caught. Well, he, he doesn't stops. get caught. No, he stops. Yeah. And he, he manages to get everything back to normal before this nurse comes in, who was called... Charlotte. Charlotte. And she is actually the mother from Lost in Space. Oh, okay. So she's in that. So all these Netflix people kind of stick together, I think. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're like, there's loads of... Because that, that's Robert Forster's been in something else on Netflix. She has. The mum's in Bird Box. Everybody has, except yeah. for the guy who plays Joe. Must be the to the uh, top of the uh, file of facts. Yeah, it's like, oh, we'll just, it's like ITV them. dramas. We we'll, we'll <laughs> always used to have Robson, Jer- Robson and Jerome in. <laughs> um, so he leaves and he basically he goes outside and he bumps into Junior. Yeah, who is Manny's son, and, and couple, gets, he's got a couple of thugs. A couple of thugs, and this guy's a psychopath. Yes, he's not. <laughs> he's got like small man syndrome, hasn't yeah, completely. he? Completely. He's he's a, a little balding guy with glasses who just wants to kill everyone and. Yeah, he's he's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and he just kicks Joe in the balls. Kicks him straight in the nuts. <laughs> just out of nowhere. No protection. Joe just goes down like a sack of shit. Um, and ba- he's basically just shouting at him, isn't he? Yeah. You're not welcome here. Get off my property. Um, yeah, he's like, how can you see my father when I'm not allowed in that house? Yeah. You know? He's not impressed. And so basically, and there's a bit of a chase scene because Joe says to Junior, is your dad a rat? And the the two guys just run after him, and there's a bit yeah. of a chase scene through the gardens, isn't there? There's flower to, pots exploding yeah, around him, and to, things like that. Yeah, tries to run back to his truck as fast as he can, and he man he does manage to get away, and he heads to a coffee shop where he bumps into the nurse Charlotte again. Yeah, so d- was it by accident, or did you get that he was? I think it was, he was following. I think so he was intentionally trying to. Yeah, because he was obviously he was definitely trying to befriend her to get to Manny. Yeah, at the he, beginning, I don't think it absolutely. ended up like that. So yeah, I think it was. So I took it that her. he'd followed her, yeah. or he'd been tailing her. But he uh, makes out like it's a coincidence yeah. that they bumped into each other, and they sit and have a coffee together. But while they're having a the coffee, um, some man comes up and spits in his drink. Yeah, he just come and absolutely hocks a loogie <laughs> and Joe's right into his coffee. Remember when that happened to you? Yeah, no, it didn't really. <laughs> I said, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. And he, he's just like, you are a worthless, yeah, punk. A absolute piece of shit. Yeah, but she, the nurse who is sitting with this woman at this table who's never met him before, no. doesn't know anything about him, she doesn't really question it. No, and, and the, the guy gobs in his coffee. Yeah, he does it, it twice. He yeah. gobs again just before he leaves. Yeah, he says his piece and then he gobs in it again walks off. And then Joe goes, so... Uh, <laughs> just carry on as if nothing had happened. Any chance I can take you out on another date? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, has she not seen that? She missed that. What, now, what's going on there? And, and again, I... Had issues with her character as well. Oh, completely. I'll come. Yeah, I'll come to later on, chiefly. But now I know women like a bad boy. 
but that's a, that's give a this woman sign. some credit. That's a warning sign, isn't it? It's yeah. Like, this man's had his coffee spat in. You've, you, he's not a good guy. I think the other guy was a cop, was he? He said he was the next cop, I think. It's like, as soon as she met... I, I know he's... I know he's Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones, <laughs> but he's uglied up. Yeah, definitely. He's, he's, not, he's haggard. He's got it, a terrible it haircut. Me, it reminded he's got, me a little bit of Nick Cage in um, Between Worlds. Yeah. He's got this unkempt goatee beard. Yeah. He's wearing bowling shirts that are six sizes too, too big. big for him. And, you know, she needs a pair of Wellingtons because she's that soaked down there as soon as he turns <laughs> up. You know, it's like... Dude, my parents listen to this. <laughs> Mine don't. We're all right. And my parents <laughs> like you. <laughs> and it just didn't ring true. No, it didn't. It was so out of character. It was, uh, not even out of character. It was just out of humanity. Nobody would stay there. Yeah. It was weird. Then he kind of... He heads to a strip club at that point. Just because later on in the film he needs a stripper, so we have to introduce the strip club earlier. Basically does some drugs with a guy who owns it, and that's a little throwaway scene that didn't need to be there. Yeah, well, the only reason it's there, because it sets up something later. Yeah, he needed the guy, a stripper later the guy, Yeah, the guy at so, the strip club says, I, you know, if you ever want to go on Tony, <laughs> basically, yeah. uh, come, and, come and tell me and uh, we'll sort something out. Yeah, it, it, that is just completely shoehorned in because we had to introduce the strip club and then he goes back home again and he has another hour with his mum same sort of thing as they've done before now yeah i think that's the third one yeah and then he goes on a date again with the nurse because they, they'd asked each other out at the end of that and they did the end of that coffee date and they decide to go on a date probably yeah, they go dancing they, they do they go for a bit of a dance and then this you, they go back to her house or her flat or apartment or whatever it is yeah and this is the first time you actually do get a bit of explanation yes but it's very a very little bit of explanation. It's a bit of like a voiceover, isn't it? As, yeah. As they're like walking around the house and... Yeah. It's a bit... She says she knows who he is. Yeah, because it's a small town. And she'd seen that. I think she'd seen that news report. And, and she basically asks him what happened. So he says he hurt... He, all he says is that he hurt a lawyer badly. Yeah. He so said there was a fight. There was I got a fight. In a fight. And I hurt this with a lawyer. Yeah. And I hurt him. And that's basically all the explanation you get in the whole film. That's the yeah. only scene of explanation of what actually happened. Then he takes a call from Dan, yeah. who's the cop. From Lieutenant Pleasant. Yeah, and he basically... <laughs> Lieutenant Pleasant. That sounds like a cartoon character. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? And he basically says to him, why isn't Manny dead yet? Um, if you can't kill Manny, you're going to have to kill Phil. Yeah, the DA. The DA. The guy you slashed. Because he that's who Manny's talking to. Yeah. So you've basically got to stop this conversation happening. doesn't matter which side of it you kill. Yeah, kill the rat or kill the person the rat's going to confess to. Yeah, kill Phil. Um, so he... <laughs> Really easily breaks into Phil's house. Yeah. Even though he's been told to stay away from it. Knows exactly where Phil keeps his gun. Gets Phil's gun. Points the gun at Phil's head as he's asleep. And then leaves. He can't do it. Phil. Even though he had tried to kill Manny earlier. Yeah. He can't kill Phil. Kill Phil sounds like Kill Bill. <laughs> it's the sequel. <laughs> no, it's, it'll be like... <laughs> the B-movie remake. Probably the porn version. Or <laughs> yeah, so he just... He basically leaves Phil's house and doesn't... He doesn't kill him. And then he gets a phone call to say that he's... This is the bit I had to put subtitles on. Right, okay. So I couldn't understand what the hell this phone call was saying to him. <laughs> basically, I think it was a, a random drugs test. Yeah, it was, he got it, a phone call it was his parole saying, officer, basically. Yeah, he got a phone call from his parole officer saying, you're going to be hit with a random drugs test today. Yeah, um, he was saying, you've got this, got, well, where are you, basically? Yeah, you've got to come in and get it done. Get in there now. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's not going to pass that. No, because he was taking, he was taking drugs. drugs and drinking. So he goes to meet our friend Scotty, yeah. who's Mason Blair, um, because he needs a clean piss sample. And he knows that... Was Scotty an ex-Marine? Yes. Even that Mason Blair. Now, if you've seen Mason Blair, it does not look like an ex-Marine. No way. He's, he <laughs> looks... I've already mentioned this program once, but he does look a bit like Boyle from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He does. <laughs> he looks like a dad. Yeah. That's what he looks like. 
yeah and so but this guy's an ex-marine and so he doesn't do drugs doesn't drink so he will have a clean piss and he basically takes his piss doesn't he takes the piss and kind of goes to the cop shop uh, the police station hands in this piss sample and that's the end of that and that's all there just because he needed to be at the police station because dan turns up again get out into the car park yeah and uh dan pleasant tasers him it does and this was the best bit in the film it was completely the best bit in the film and gary cole just chews a bit more scenery for a couple of minutes yeah uh and he tells joe you've got 36 hours to get this done yeah because manny has been is going to go in in for a deposition yeah and he's going to confess everything yeah you've got till monday morning at 6 a.m he says yeah but then and then he friends joe's parents he does he says um he said it'd be a shame if anything happened. Be ashamed to, i know where your parents live it'd be a real shame if anything happened to them so Joe realizes at this point he needs to do something. He has no, he's no way he can get access to money. Yeah, <laughs> we're keeping you up. <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, there's no way he can get access to money, and he can't kill Phil. So he has to come up with a plan. So he comes up with this plan to get Phil on tape with a prostitute. Yeah, to kind of discredit him. It's a good old-fashioned sex tape. Yeah, <laughs> get him on solicitation charges. Blackmail. Uh, yeah. So he needs to get hold of a a lady who will help him out in this so he heads back to the strip club that's convenient yeah <laughs> we know just the person we know this stripper um so we meet this stripper who's called tony tony and we also meet her dad briefly because while she's dancing in the strip club i think oh, this yeah. happened earlier on yeah <laughs> she's while she's dancing in the strip club this man's obviously standing quite close and her dad just beats the crap out yeah. of this bloke and gets chucked out so she we don't already know she's got a protective dad um but he says she says to him i'll do this for you for a thousand dollars or does he offer her a thousand dollars? I think there's a thousand dollars into it. So she says, "I've been with Phil before. Before I don't want. I wouldn't do it again." And and uh, Joe says, "Would you do it for a grand?" Which is, and, yeah. She says, "Well, actually, yeah, I would. yeah, I'll do it for a grand." <laughs> so Joe kind of leaves it at that. That night, that's what he's going to do. So he goes to see the nurse again, and whilst he's with her, the lady calls him, and she says, "I've spoken to Phil. It's on." Yeah, basically tonight we'll do it tonight it's this motel that we always go yeah, to this is our room number this is the room that we go to because it's got a big bed and so joe heads to this hotel room and he sets up some camcorders it's a world dicey motel isn't it i imagine yeah, that they like i don't know if these are still existing more anymore but you know like we you've seen in those sort of 70s and 80s films where they could put a quarter in, in the, the bed, in the bed of, yeah. like massage it reminded me of <laughs> when may, may his dad goes to live when his wife yeah yeah <laughs> May Quimby, yeah. Quimby is seen with Miss Springfield coming out of that <laughs> yeah. sort of motel. Um, so Joe goes in. He's got some really big old camcorders that he duct tapes under sideboards and yeah. TV cabinets. And sets them all up, gets them running. And he got, he's got a separate room a bit further down the corridor. Yeah, just to keep an eye on things. So he heads into there. He's kind of watching out of the window. And then Phil shows up a bit later on and kind of heads up the stairs, heads into the room. But as soon as he goes into the room, another man follows yeah and this is obviously that hooker's dad or hooker prostitute pro- stripper <laughs> lady of the night this is that lady of the night's dad and he kind of bursts into the room and the door slams behind him and then within a few seconds there's two gunshots go off yeah like oh shit shit's gone down here is phil dead because that would solve all of joe's problems he would have be dead and nobody and he wouldn't have killed him but unfortunately phil comes running out of the room yeah it turns out he's a badass <laughs> it turns out he's a badass and he he legs it and gets in his car and drives off. So Joe kind of um, runs down the corridor, gets into the room and finds that the, both the stripper and the, her dad are both dead. And the camera is gone. And the camera's gone. So It's all falling apart. It's all falling apart around his ears. So Phil obviously knows now that somebody's trying to set him up. 
and also Phil's now killed two people. <laughs> then he heads kind of he heads back home. Oh, this is where his dad gives him that weird book. Yeah, he's, he's basically <laughs> his dad. Basically, his dad gives him a book called "Understanding the Narcissistic yeah. Personality Disorder." He's like, oh, I didn't know where there was a name for what you are. <laughs> yeah, and then um, he basically tells him he's got to leave by the morning. Yeah, his dad says, "This isn't your fault. This is potentially my fault, but it's too late. You've um, there's there's nothing I can do to help now. You've got to go. Your mum wants you out. I want you out. Yeah, give me the keys to my truck back, and you've got to leave in the morning." So he says. So he says you've got to leave in the morning and Joe says I'm leaving now yeah. a proper teenage stuff. it is it is it really is and uh, so he heads down to his room to get his money but his money's not there his parents have been snooping around his parents have been and they've, hiding they've his shit they've shifted the dirty money yeah so his mum's his mum comes home at this point as well and yeah she, so it all kicks off yeah things start shouting, getting thrown he's throwing things around the house he's looking for this money he's upturning he stuff he goes into their bedroom he's yeah. throwing stuff around in their bedroom she's screaming Robert Forster's just standing in the background not screaming, but just yeah. looking angry. Just doing acting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as he's throwing stuff around, he uncovers some photographs of his children. Yeah. Who are older in these photographs and with the grandparents. Yeah. So they've been lying to him. He's got some, they've got some letters as well, I think. They have. That the kids have written to him that they haven't passed on. Uh, this is the first of about four or five twists now. <laughs> yeah. The last... And it's 20... the best one. Yeah, it is. The last 15 minutes of this film, it does proper ramp up. And but... it might be the only one that was needed. Yeah, completely. To be honest. Completely. Um, yeah, because this, this did give a good... This did shift the characters and, and it made you think, oh, actually, I do get a bit more where the parents are coming from now. Yeah, yeah. Because they have a relationship with these kids. Yeah. And they don't want this guy to just come and fuck come it all up. Frolic, fuck it all up again. So his mum actually says to him, the best thing that ever happened to those girls was losing you. Yeah. And just as she says that, uh, neck explodes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna say yeah. that like that because the it, old neck explosion. Because that sounds like it was gonna be a really exciting moment, but it wasn't. No, it, it was just like she she just stood there, and then the uh, blood started pouring out of her neck. Yeah, because she got shot. There was somebody had done a drive by on the house. It did, and they were shooting through the all the windows shattered. But it was so undramatic. The, the, the china's broken. Yeah, D- oh. D- Robert Forster and Joe were lying around on the floor. His mum's been shot in the neck, but it's so, it was so undramatic when his mum got shot. Yeah. Nobody reacted. No. She didn't even go down. <laughs> she just stood there. Yeah. And so the house gets all shot up and they head to a, the, the next scene you see them and they're in a hospital and Joe's dad and Joe are sitting there and Joe basically, his dad says to him, do you know who did this? And Joe says it could have been Dan or it could have been Junior. I don't know. Yeah. And his dad goes, aren't they your friends? Yeah. And I was like... Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you know he's been in all this crap and you think... His dad was a bit of a drip, wasn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't like it. No. Didn't like it. So he goes back to see his nurse girlfriend again. Yeah, they have a bit of a kiss this time. So he tells her a little bit more, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he tells he, her a bit more. But it's, it's, it's very... It's just snatches here and there. So he says he was working... He was on. He was basically on, on Manny's payroll. Yeah. As a dirty cop. Yeah. And so was Pleasant. Yeah. And they did a lot of work together, and he says we did some things. Yeah, things I. He said know, he basically says things. if Manny talks, I'll get the death penalty. Yeah, he, he, that's what he says. So he, he says I need to stop Manny talking to Phil. And she tells him that he still basically he still has a choice. He can still be a good person. Yeah. And so my question for you at this point: Did you buy this relationship? No. Because all the way through, I'm thinking even here he's just trying to talk. He's just trying to con get to Manny. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. But which is why the next scene makes absolutely no fucking sense. Did you, I don't think the film did a good job of no. 
anyway. that sub that subtext. No, it didn't at all. It was completely went over everybody's head. I think. But I don't know if it's because NCW wasn't acting great or if it's <laughs> just the it's the writing. But I think it's bad writing. I di- I just didn't. I, again, I just didn't like. I it. think this film suffers from bad writing all the way through. Yeah, and I think that's probably part of it. I thought you'd like this film. I thought you would. Really? Yeah. I genuinely thought we were going to have arguments about this. So one. did I, but I thought I was going to be the one that didn't <laughs> like it. Well, let's get to the end. Because okay. we, we're getting there. Because what happens in the next scene? After they've had this conversation about how Joe will get the death penalty, bearing in mind he's only talking to the nurse because he needs to get to money. He doesn't really care for her. That's what I'm reading into it. Yeah. What does she do? She goes and suffocates money because <laughs> she's totally high on dick. Yeah. Basically. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I've written on my notes, the fucking nurse killed Manny. Because, in big capital letters, because it makes no sense at all. As she's she been on two dates with this guy. Yeah, she can't have fallen for him that hard that she's prepared to kill for it. It made me angry. It, me too, because that scene before, <laughs> it, makes no it sense. did not come across. Like, the character of Joe was not a good enough actor no, to be convincing. A well-rounded enough character. Yeah, to be convincing enough that she was buying this, saying, oh, you've still got a choice for that. Yeah. It's... it's I really didn't like this. Yeah, no, I didn't like that bit at all. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. As she is suffocating him, yep. she has obviously not got as good ears as Joe had earlier on. No. Because we get the same shot turning to the door of the bedroom yep. and Junior is standing there. Yes. And he has seen Charlotte murder his father. Yes. Uh-oh. Meanwhile, Joe slept through the whole thing. He's yep, still in he's bed. He's still in bed in her house. <laughs> um. So... And the cat kind of hears some... She's got a cat. Yeah. The cat kind of hears something. She's a cat coming. lady. She's a cat lady, yeah. The crazy cat lady, apparently. Um, she The cat makes a really weird noise and it hears somebody come in and... Barks. It doesn't really... It, it's like squawks. <laughs> yeah. And two guys kind of burst in and kind of kidnap him. Yeah, it's Junior's thugs. Junior's who we saw thugs. earlier on. And take him in, and put him in the back of a car with Junior. And Junior tells him that Manny is dead. Yeah. And they have a bit of a conversation about that, don't they? And that... The nurse did it. He, he tells him, doesn't he? Yeah, he Charlotte does. Yeah. Did it, yeah. So your girlfriend did it. Yeah. And then he cuts his mouth. Yeah, he turns around and slashes him with a... Did he cut his tongue off? No, I think he just <laughs> slashed his lip. <laughs> he just cut his... He had a standing knife. Yeah. He just cut his lip with it a little yeah, bit. he just cut it. And I was like, has he just cut his tongue off? I can't tell if he has or not. No, he just... He slices his lip open and he... And he scre- uh, Joe screams and Junior just says, you sound like... Uh, you sound like she did. Yeah. You'll see her again soon. Yeah. And so they go out to the middle of this... Middle of nowhere kind it's of... like a junkyard type junkyard, thing. Yeah. Like it always is. Yeah, it is. And the 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 feeling is that Junior's going to kill Joe out in this junkyard. Yeah. And the nurse is already there somewhere, dead. But just as all this is about to kick off, another car pulls up. Yeah. So they've got, <laughs> they've got Joe out onto the ground. They're about yeah, to about do to... whatever they're going to do with him. Yeah. And it's Scotty Caldwell. Yeah. Mason Blair shows up with a great big submachine gun. He does. And starts shooting and a, the shit. And a out of mostly everybody. empty bottle of vodka. Yeah. And he starts absolutely. Firing bullets randomly all over the place. Yeah, I think he takes out one thug straight away. Yeah, one one goes down. I think Joe headbutts one to death. He does. That's the second still time cuffed. we've seen somebody get headbutted to death this season. Because uh, Dolph Lundgren did it in Blackwater. He did, yeah. Junior takes a bullet to the head. He does. He gets shot. And Scotty takes a shot as well. He's he got, do, he yeah, gets he gets shot in the wounded. chest. Yeah. But he's got like a bulletproof vest on, but still hurt. Then Joe kind of gets him back into his car. It moves so fast at this point. No, so before he does that, he... um, Go on. (laughs) No, it's fine. So I don't know how he knew where to go. Yeah. Maybe he knows because of some of the bad things he's done earlier in his life. He, and maybe he's been to this junkyard before, like we say, it's a a small town. Uh, He seems to know exactly where he's going. So he walks down a small path and he finds a hatch. 
Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, so I forgot about the hatch. He opens up the hatch, and we're looking up at Joe from inside the hatch. We never see what's in it. We just hear a load of flies buzzing yeah, you can around. Hear fly noises. I'm assuming that's Charlotte's body. I presume there. she has been stuffed down there. Yeah, because yeah. he walks straight away. He and walks away. He does, and we never see her again. So no. I'm gonna assume that's what goes on. And then he gets Bill, um, Scotty into his car. It's kind of taking him to hospital. I think yeah. the assumption is, and they have a bit of a chat on the way. And Scotty says to him that you put Billy on the tracks because Junior told you to. Yeah. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm so, not going to lie. I'm nearly. At so what I took with it. So what I took from this is that. Uh, so Phil, the DA, yeah, told Scotty that Joe killed Billy. Right, because um, Junior told him to. Yeah, but we, what does at the tracks mean? Did he get run over by a train? Either that, or that's where he did the deed. That's what I mean. We don't. You never know. No. There's a big, pl- big old plot point for this film. And you never. That scene there is prime for a flashback. That's where we should have found out. Yeah. What happened? To both him and... I think he would have given this a lot more impact. Agreed. Uh, and whether that was down to sort of budget or whatever, or I'm, I'm not sure. And then Joe says to Scotty, Scotty, did you shoot, shoot up my house? Yeah. And Scotty says, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I did, so yeah. Joe just parks the car up and... Leaves him to die. Leaves him to die. But So here's a question. Why, if Joe, if Scotty's shooting up Joe's house, presumably with the intention to kill Joe, why is he saving him? We, we don't know who he was. <laughs> I, you could argue he was there to just take every. He was pissed. He was just. He didn't care who he was killing. Oh, you could argue that, I suppose. Uh, I'm not trying to defend it, but that's, <laughs> that's that's probably what I'd say. He definitely needed to kill Junior. I get that. Yeah. But why didn't he kill Joe as well? But hey, uh, <laughs> again, it's just convenient. Then, then Joe was the one he didn't get. Yeah. So just after he leaves Scotty in this wooded area, he gets a phone call from Lieutenant Dan. Yeah. <laughs> I've only just used that. I don't know. <laughs> this bit made me laugh. I hated this. I, I hated this so much. I d- oh, I hated how many bows and ribbons this was tied up in conveniently. Yeah. Basically, Lieutenant Dan rings him and tells him that Phil's dead. Yeah. Because when he left the hotel, he was driving his car at speed and looking at the camera that Joe had left there. Yeah. And watching the footage. We do get a bit of a flashback here. Um, because he's, you can see him watching the footage and you see Joe's face come up on the camcorder of when yeah. he was setting it up. And then he crashes his car. Yeah, he's, he gets taken out at an in- intersection. Yeah. So Joe's off the hook. Yeah. Both the, of them the, are dead. The film's all tied up nicely. Manny's dead. Phil's dead. Scott's dead. Junior's dead. The nurse is dead. His mum his mom was, his mom survived, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't like that bit at all. I didn't like it. Didn't need it. Didn't It didn't need it. Because Manny was dead. So Phil didn't need to be dead. I'd completely forgotten he even existed. So he goes home. He's trying to find the money from his in this house, yeah. which he finds straight away this time. And his dad tells him that his dad comes in and like interrupts him trying to ramsack in the house and tells him that his mum will live, so she's going to survive this gunshot in the neck. And he, Joe says to him, "Look, I've got this money. I'm going to give it to the girls. I'm going to go and see them one last time." Yeah. And they give him this money, and they'll never see me again. And his dad basically says to him. Over my dead body, are you ever going to see those two girls? Yeah, he says you are to stay away from them, and basically you've got to get past me if you, yeah, you you are not <laughs> Siri. We're nearly the end. It didn't say anything that sounded like Siri. <laughs> um, and he says, yeah, you're going to have to come past me. Yeah, he basically says over my dead body, you, yeah, you're not going to see those two girls. Even to he give steps them money. to Joe, basically, doesn't he? He, do, he steps He's... right up into his face, yeah. and Joe just kind of laughs it off and tries to step past him, and his dad steps in his way again. They have a bit of a showdown, and. But so he pushes his dad out of the way, yeah, and he walks past him, and his dad grabs a knife from the kitchen table and stabs him in the chest. He does, <laughs> and it's quite poignant because his dad, obviously, all the way through, didn't want to get involved. So there is a quite a nice 
token there that he had to in the end. He had to step well, he's, in. He's, His mum wasn't there anymore, so he had to step he's in. He's the hero. Yeah, it is one way of looking at it. He's he's yeah, looking he's, after these two girls. After these two girls, and, and he had he had no choice. He had to step in. So and I stab do not him. trust you. Yeah, but as he dies, Joe grabs a cloth. Yeah, and he wipes the fingerprints off the handle of the knife that's still sticking out of him. Yeah, and then puts wraps his own fingers around the knife. Yeah, as if he stabbed himself to kind of let his dad off the hook. And that's where your film ends. Yeah, I think I know what you're going to say, but what did you think? I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I found it a real struggle. Agreed. It made me quite angry. It did make me angry and very angry towards the end. I, I thought it was... It twisted and turned far too... It did not need it. It didn't. We didn't get enough of the good characters. No. And like I say, I think the only decent and worthwhile twist that this earned was the, the bit where he found out that um his, grand, that his parents had a relationship with, with, the, his children. with the daughters. I hated how neatly it was all tied up for him. Yeah. And... It did not work for me that having been all tied up that neatly, it then hit you with this other twist of he's he's not going to make it out the end of this film. No, I did not buy this guy as an anti-hero. No, agreed. because he just had he was a he was an absolute bastard. Yeah, this... I, I I'm glad he died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree more. The the, the film made no. I attempt... really thought you'd like this. No, I'm gobsmacked. I, I honestly thought you would. I'm really surprised. <laughs> the The film made no attempt to establish its characters at all it it made no attempt to develop any of the characters that it did establish and you were expected to guess most of the story well we never know we never found out what happened to his partner we know he died we don't know how why or who did it we've got these little rumblings that something happened on some train tracks you never find out really what he did to phil and why he wasn't why he'd been in prison for six years yeah there was literally no explanation to it it was just it was bullshit (laughs) it was really cold as well and as in it was the characters were cold. I don't, I didn't feel anything for any of these people. No. And I remember when we, um, even though it was quite high up the table, I remember saying I felt a little bit like that about Hold the Dark, yeah, yeah, which yeah. was written by the same guy. But that kind of worked for that film because it was Brooding. isolation was a whole kind of like yeah. theme to that film, and this, I uh, this just didn't, this did not earn any of its twists and no. uh, really character struggles. moments it I, I didn't like it he really struggles with establishing characters he has done in all three films that we've watched I don't know if he did he have anything to do with Murder Party I think he was involved in the writing of that as well possibly and he, he really struggles to establish good characters and he really struggled in this and he, and he failed miserably and this film is part the story of this film is partially saved if you just add in a couple of flashback scenes to what happened it doesn't save the whole film don't get me wrong but it saves the story kind of because you, you know you get some justification of why Scotty's so angry, why Dan is so angry with him at the beginning, although that never comes back again. I've, I just, I also feel that like I've just seen a lot of things do this so much better, so much better. So something like, and I know it's a TV series, so it's got a bit more, it's got more time, but something like Fargo, yeah, both well with the movie and the <laughs> and the the TV show, it's the same sort of small town, yeah, very similar. You know, I, this just. Yeah. No, it's this, bullshit. This did not enjoy this at all. No, I didn't either. It's a real shame. Well, actually, one of the most... Not the worst thing we've seen, but one of the most disappointing things we've seen for a while. Yeah, because it's got a heck of a cast. Uh, yeah, I I at... was expecting much, much more of it. Yeah, I was I was expecting to enjoy this. I went into this looking forward to watching it, and by about halfway through, I was like, no, 
this is going to make me angry by the end. And it did. It made me angry by the end. Yeah. And I shouldn't be watching films getting angry. Oh, I'm really surprised at that. I thought you'd, I thought you'd <laughs> like it. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, I have. I tell you what, I did find something interesting. What's let, that? let me find it now. This might be absolute bullshit <laughs> because it's the internet and it's full of bullshit. That's the internet. Uh, but so, if you type this film into Google and you know where, so if you type a film name into Google, you know where you get the bar underneath where you've got like cast reviews, yeah, etc., yeah. etc. Et One of the reviews for this is by someone called Dave Zeltzerman. Okay. Do you know who he is? Nope. He wrote the book that this film is based on. Oh, really? Oh, wow. So, I don't I don't know if it's genuine or not. Right. But there is a Google review by someone <laughs> purporting... To be him. To be him. Do you want to, shall I read it? Yes, please. It says, Whilst not exactly my book, Evans Film does a nice job capturing the feel of my book. <laughs> and while Nicolaj's Joe Denton is different than my Joe, he still feels like my Joe. I appreciate how Evan captures with a look what I might have spent pages writing about. Performances all round were great, and I particularly loved Pat Healy's maniacal laugh. Pat Healy was junior. junior. Um, mm. I just thought it was interesting that he'd <laughs> this uh, apparently in done, done a Google review. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't realise it was based on a book. Is it, if anybody else has uh, read the book, let us yeah. know if it's any good and we'll uh, check it out. Providing it's better than the film. Um, have you got a trivia question for me? Uh, sure, I do. So, uh, we talked a bit about this before, actually. So, we talked about this scene in the library. Um, and as he's leaving the library at the start, uh, the camera pans across this newspaper. And it's got that headline, slash cop, out. So, can you tell me what the main headline on the newspaper <laughs> is? What's the big story? What's the lead story? No, I have no idea. Um, it's, it's, it's on there for on screen yeah, for quite is. a while. Oh, but I was concentrating on the headline I was supposed to be reading. <laughs> um, no, that isn't in my head. No idea. Can't help you. Uh, that is a tough one this week. <laughs> it's will the heat wave ruin the pumpkin festival? <laughs> I remember reading it. Now you've said that. Damn it! Oh, okay. My question to you is: I think it's quite a simple one, but I don't know. Oh God, pressure. What's the name of the town where this film's set? I think it's Bradley. I need you to elongate that. There's two words. Bradleyville. Bradleyville. <laughs> Bradley. It's. It never mentioned on screen, but it is the town sign showed on screen right at the beginning of the film. Is it? Yeah. It says town name and then population, however. I don't know, because I, I, I so remember close. the newspaper was called the Bradley Caller. You're so close. And he's at the Bradley Central Library. Yeah. So you've got to give me it for that, I think. I've not. That's not the name of the town. <laughs> I've no idea what the second bit is. Bradley County. That's a county. That's not the town. <laughs> That's what the town's called. No. Yes. No, it's Bradley in Bradley no, County. No, not at all. The town is called I'm Bradley County. Oh, it's it... on the sign. Bradley County. Population 1,900. That's the county. No. I'm not having this. <laughs> on the judge's decision. Who's the judge? Me. Okay. What do you judge? I, I get a point. I'll give it you. Thank you. I'll give it you. You're wrong, but I'll give you no. a Bradley. So what's that make the scores? 4-0? No, 4-3 to you. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. cool. That's fine then. You can have it. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Right, do you want to talk about the stream table? Yes. Okay, what sort of area should I be looking at for the stream table? It's it's, it's going to be low for me. No, yeah, I agree. It's going to be really low for me. Do you want to go from the bottom up for a few places? Yep. Um, at the bottom currently is Buster's Malheart. 
briefly, closely followed by Blackwater, Clinical, and The Clapper. Yeah. I don't think we need to go any higher than that. No. I know where I want to put it, straight away. Well, I went first last time, so go for it. I want to put it, not bottom, but bottom, but one. Really? That low? Yeah. Ouch. I, I'd much rather watch Blackwater again. Okay. Your thoughts? Just just, rem- <laughs> just read me them off, off again. Buster's Malheart's at the bottom. Yeah. Then Blackwater. Yeah. Then Clinical. Yeah. Then The Clapper. No, you're right. It's worse than Clinical. It's definitely worse than Clinical. It's worse than Blackwater. It might even be worse than Buster's yeah, Malheart. That's, that's what I'm just thinking. It might even be worse. Cause now, I, I really hated that. I really I, hated it. But I, it knew... I, think, I think I hated this slightly less. But Buster's Malheart knew what it was and stuck to it. Oh, yeah. We knew it was absolutely It knew it was garbage. Bonkers. <laughs> it knew it was complete bonkers. And just by that thing that you read out by the director afterwards, that she knew it was bonkers. <laughs> It's made by people who, <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know what they were on, but that, uh, that film's intentionally bonkers. This film is not intentionally shit. This just does, this does not land any of its punches. It doesn't. Really. And, um, no, I don't. I, I don't think I can quite put it bottom. I, I agree, but it is really close. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It isn't better than Blackwater. The, what this has going against it is, like I said, it feels like it underperformed. Yeah, because I was expecting a lot this more. to be. I, I sat down looking forward to watching this last night. Yeah, and did not enjoy watching. I it. did not have a good time. No, no. So we're going thirteenth. Um, not thirteenth. Fifteenth. Fifteenth. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Second bottom. Yeah. Second bottom. Yeah, I think well, that's, that's an achievement. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah, I, d- I didn't think that we'd we'd be sitting here putting it at I that low down I when. But why watch this it's for it deserves deserves to be there yeah what do we do now pick next week's film yeah let's do that shall we do that yeah okie dokie let me find my app you ready for me to press this button sure it has picked a film called Close ever heard of Close no do you want me to read the synopsis yeah go for it it says a female bodyguard is hired to protect an heiress on the run from assassins okay I don't want to watch that it's come out on the randomizer no we're not watching that what I'm going to use my wild card. No! Really? Yep. Let's oh. do it. Wild card. i got a couple in mind, though. So, um, <laughs> you kind of have two wild cards. Well, no, I can only, I this can is only a, use this one. Is, I'm really excited that you're going to choose your wild card. Okay. It's uh, really pleased me. Okay, so I've got a couple of films in mind that I've okay. noted on the list that look interesting. Okay. So, uh, But I'm going to let you choose them. So, <laughs> A or That's B? Which oh. one do you want? Oh, B. B. Okay, yeah. let's do some sci-fi then. Oh, I don't think we've done much sci-fi. We haven't, to be if fair. any, this season at all. What are you saying? So look for on the list, please. Uh, the anomaly. The anomaly. And if you read the um, yeah, if you read the um, I will read the synopsis. Synopsis of the anomaly. out. I think we might be in for some fun. An ex-soldier named Ryan Reeve is taken captive by the anomaly where he learns that he has only 9 minutes and 47 seconds to find out that why they want him dead. Yeah. That sounds exciting. Stars Noel Clark and Ian Somerhalder. Let's lighten this up a bit. <laughs> and Brian Cox. Interesting. That's not a bad cast. That's not a bad cast. It's got Luke Hemsworth in as well. And Michael Bisping. Oh, really? Yeah. Random. What made you choose that? Britain's own. What, uh, pretty much just the synopsis. Cool. Do you want to watch the trailer? Yeah, go for it. I'd keep still if I were you, Ryan. Manual shutdown. Two, one. The crazy thing is happening to me. I wake up and I don't know how I got there. Another transmission failure, huh? Dr. Langer, I understand you have been experienced. 
experimenting in the use of bioware technology. Your name is Brian Reeve. You probably won't come back, but if you do, the reboot only takes nine minutes and 47 seconds. Nine minutes, 47 seconds. You need to run now, because if you see me again, it won't be me. Do you understand? They own you. First of the new breed. If you break my laws, you'll simply be switched off. I want my life back. So who are you? I don't know. There's a grand plan, Ryan. Why are you fighting? Who are you? You're the one controlling me. This thing that they've done to me, they couldn't do it to everyone. You know how you control the masses? Fear. I know what I need to do. You may not understand this, but our ambitions are a little wider. Wow. Bonkers. Did I say at the beginning it's got Liam Hemsworth in? Yeah. It's not. Oh. It's got Luke Hemsworth in. Oh, is he the third the one? the third Hemsworth. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, that looks interesting. Ace. We've not done, have we done anything like that before? Oh, I can't sci-fi. remember. I think trying to think about the, the first series. I think we, we have. Sci-fi. No. I'm excited I'm sure. for that. Good pick. Okay, so go out and watch... What was that film called? The Anomaly? Correct. And uh, I've really struggled to say Anomaly. Anomaly. So um, Anomaly. I've chosen not very wisely. <laughs> Go out and watch The Anomaly and we'll be back next week to talk about it. Cheers. Thanks. Bye.